Hey, I'm Dan Diaz with Brief Foods Human Foosball, and you are listening to WHOA GNV Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. Oh, he yeah, got it. he was, he he was on it. He was here, ready. He is ready to go. I'm just gonna go ahead and introduce him, and uh, just because like that's just gonna mix things up. And he's already like woeing. He's and woeing. He's ready. Ready to go. <laughs> Today on the show we have Danilo Diaz of WeFoos Human Foosball, a business that plays human foosball to build camaraderie, promote fitness, and support great causes. And tomorrow, November 26th. Is his birthday. Whoa. Happy, Happy birthday. Happy birthday. What's up, man? Hey, man, that's great. That's great. I'm really honored to be here. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, dude. Really excited. Yeah. Uh, the day before my birthday. Drinking nah. mimosas on right. his birthday. Yep. It's, you know, yes, yes. I've been, I've, I've been uh, waiting all year long for my birthday just so that I could uh, be here. Be so here on the podcast and drink mimosas. <laughs> Outstanding. That's awesome, man. Well, happy birthday. Welcome to our show. We're going to dive into your story in just a little bit. But before we do, I want to wish everybody a wonderful Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving week. This is episode 81. Can you believe that we're 81 episodes in? Super excited. Uh, oh, I need to introduce you because- They know who I, I am. I know they do, but like this, <laughs> I read this uh, intro this morning. Oh, what do we got? it's epic, so hold on. <laughs> what do you got? This, is, this podcast is just like a game for me now. <laughs> I'm your host, Colin Austin, and my co-host is like a turkey on Thanksgiving, <laughs> seasoned, dependable, and a little dry. <laughs> the gravy to my mashed potatoes, Michael D's. Oh, Rebecca. <laughs> What's <laughs> up, man? Not much, man. That was just good. Maybe a little rye, too, but. <laughs> <laughs> I like the little dry part. That was funny. Uh, yeah, dude, you, you know, you're a pescatarian. What do you eat on Thanksgiving? <laughs> I feels like, that feels like a call out. Uh, it's actually the first, it'll be the first Thanksgiving that I am pescatarian after being vegetarian for seven years um so it's mostly about the sides for me okay yeah what's your favorite side my favorite side is a toss-up probably between uh the corn cornbread dressing the stuffing mm -hmm. and uh we always do like swamp cabbage which is like hearts of palm it's like a florida type thing and and i only get that around thanksgiving so how about you what's your favorite uh probably the dressing as well yeah yeah but i definitely like the the sweet potatoes with the marshmallow on it. That seems like you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I just like it, it's, it's the best. It's like dessert, but it's not quite dessert. Yeah, man, so what are you thankful for? Dude, I'm I'm thankful for so much. Like, I, I try to stay grounded, stay humble all the time, but like, I'm, I'm thankful mostly for, um, for my business family, for for this podcast, for for the team that I have that helps us uh, helps me get through every day. I mean, honestly, it's it's been a little bit of a challenging year um, with a couple changes and stuff like that that we've undergone at New Scooters, and so just the, the team that I have that's uh, you know kind of banded together and 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 helped inspire me to pull them through and, and pull us all through is is definitely been rewarding and thankful and keeps me uh, keeps me coming. Yeah. <laughs> so how about you? Um, I'm thankful for all of the same things, but just the, just the opportunity, man, just the opportunity that, you know, to serve this community and to be able to build a lot of relationships within this community. It's funny, I was speaking last Friday and I was speaking to a group of realtors at Gatcar and, you know, it's easy. I think, I think it's easy, like when it comes to purpose and stuff, 
you know, it's easy to be like, oh, like our purpose is to like sell scooters to college students right. or service scooters for college students. And it's easy for realtors to get like wrapped up in like, oh, you know, I I have to I have to sell a piece of property, right? And and in my mind I'm like, okay, are you selling a piece of property or are you like do you have greater purpose? Like are you introducing somebody to our community for the very first time and and really showing them what makes Gainesville so awesome. So um, you know, I'm just I'm thankful for this for this community, for the opportunities that I have as an entrepreneur within this community and um you know the the uh, opportunity just to have an impact and be able to show up and work with the people that I love every single day, and then to have the friends and family that back it up every single day and put up with the long hours sure. <laughs> and sacrifice. Dad not being at home sometimes in order to you know live out this dream. So it's it's pretty awesome. So I'm thankful for all of that. That's a lot though. <laughs> yeah. No, it is a lot, but it's always, it's I mean, important. this time of year, it's always nice to reflect on that kind of stuff because maybe we yeah. don't do it often enough. But yeah. also thankful for Dan Mullen and Gator football. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> yeah. they make it they make it uh, fun this time of year whenever they're doing well, so oh, shout yeah. out to them. Got Florida, Florida State this weekend. Yeah. So hopefully. <laughs> hopefully it goes like it should go. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I mean, you would think it would, but you know, that, that's, that game. That's always the fun thing about Thanksgiving too, is, is the in-state rivalries. My, my brother's a, got two degrees from Florida State and he's a big trash talker. He's not doing so much this time of year, but <laughs> right. yeah, it's always, it's always nice to get around the dinner table and have those uh, little banters and stuff. Yeah. So Dan, what are you thankful for? Yeah, uh, this is actually really funny to be on this side of the mic because uh, I've been listening to pretty much every single podcast and to just see you guys talk to each other like in front of me, yeah. it's, it's just it's, it's weird, just weird, right? Because yeah. like while we're talking, the camera's on us and so the guest is like there waiting for their, us to introduce them and get into their stories. Right, but it, yeah, but not only that, but I'm like, I'm thinking like, because I've been listening to you guys for, you know, 70, almost 76 podcast, well, over 70 podcasts at this point. And, oh, that's crazy, uh, thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah, and... Uh, so it's just kind of fun to be here and to see this. But uh, I'm thankful to actually be here for this opportunity. Uh, that that's one thing that I'm thankful for. For um, in, in, uh, you always bringing up Gainesville, but uh, you know, so Gainesville brings an opportunity to be in something like this. Uh, so it, it's pretty cool. Uh, my family, uh, we've been going through some uh, interesting times, but uh, I think we're really sticking together. So I'm really thankful for that. Cool, uh, and yeah, this Thanksgiving should be fun. Awesome. And uh, I'm thankful for this new hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dan brought me a new hat. You guys, check this out. Boom. It got the, the, the right one, the buckle. You said, Teresa. Yeah, yeah. So, Teresa from Logo Kick, uh, shout out to her. Uh, she. Uh, I'm like, okay, so what kind of hat is, is the one that Colin wears? And, uh, <laughs> you, see, and you see it didn't take him any time. He's got to have the corners of the hat yeah, touch each other. Like get it br- yeah, so for anybody happen. who's listening to, who's watching this, that hat t- took five minutes to get to that point. Yeah, yeah I mean, just, like, he sat on it a little yes. bit, jumped, you know. <laughs> Well, that's the look. You're right. It's, it's it's the Colin brand, which is important because you've just been recognized as an influencer in a bingo game, right? <laughs> Dude, that's so random. I don't know if you guys have seen this. We actually we need to make note. We'll like link it up somewhere. Maybe put it on the web. I don't know wherever we can put it on social media or somewhere. But James found it last night in Reddit. You said in Reddit. That's crazy. I woke up to it this morning. I know, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like looking at this thing, even trying to understand like. 
you know what it was and then i start looking at all the little bingo squares and then it had scooters on there as yeah. like one of the bingo squares had this podcast oh, what did it say what was the title it was like comeback city or something was, yeah somebody yeah, looked it up like that, but yeah. but basically like i was on there yeah you were the influencer and with then campaign. the podcast yeah. it said like indie indie radio with a cult following or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like what like this is this is hilarious but what was the title city's making a City's making a comeback bingo, and it had a whole bunch of squares. And I was, well, I was on one, the podcast was on one, and Scooters, Scooters was on yeah. one. And then there was like, you know, several others, of course. But I was like, oh my gosh, I'm honored to be included on City Bingo. This is great. <laughs> so, and, um, and I don't know if you saw this, but I thought this was really, really cool. So I wanted to take a minute to mention it. But we were just recently mentioned in the Amazon Alexa rank blog. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I was, I was linking this to everybody I knew yesterday when I saw it. Did you? Okay, <laughs> so, so like, cool. it said the art, so the article was titled Effective marketing strategies in 2020 all have these elements and I'll just read the segment really cool because really fast because I think it was really cool it said one of the strategies they discussed was creating branded entertainment this is what the article says it says there's an opportunity for branded entertainment on a much more attainable scale think of podcasts and do-it-yourself YouTube videos both of which have been embraced by many small business owners some are even combining the two to give audiences double the options for tuning in Colin Austin of Gainesville Florida built his first local business selling scooters into one of the largest scooter dealerships in the United States now he has launched his own media production company repaint the wall which he describes as an unagency and runs a popular podcast called Woe GNB. Shout out. <laughs> he interviews members of the community on his podcast, which he also makes available in video formats. The beauty of branded entertainment is that it brings your values to life. It shows your personality. It helps people decide if they really like you all before you've asked them to buy anything. So when it comes time for them to make that choice, you already have a foundation of trust. I thought that was pretty cool. Shout out to Lisa Banks from, for thinking of me in that and making that's that happen. Awesome. But that was like really, really cool, really special. And uh, I was like, dang, that's awesome. Another so, thing to be thankful for. Yeah, and I, I like the part where it says, it helps people decide if they really like you all before <laughs> you've asked them to buy anything. I'm yeah. like, man, I hope you guys like us. <laughs> <laughs> or at least can tolerate us uh, enough. Yeah, to, you, know. you know. So anyway. Uh, I know that was a lot of, a lot of pregame stuff before we get into our discussion here with Dan, but I'm amped for this. And this is just a, a business that like I, I've seen all over the place that I've actually, have you gotten to do it? I haven't done it, but I know you okay, have. I've yeah. done it with, you know, we did it with my kids out at our church one mm-hmm. time. And um, I mean, I destroyed their faces. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not actually. Not that I'm competitive or anything, <laughs> but literally like crush them. And um, yeah, man, it's really, really cool. So Dan, I know that you've seen 70 something episodes of our show it's exciting to have you here we like to dive in the story tell us your story all right thank you <laughs> uh, by the way so uh, as colin uh, destroyed his kid's face don't worry that uh, our <laughs> we we true, intentionally true. made our balls made out of like a foam it's a very good uh like i went through 15 different balls should you get to the one that we have now <laughs> okay uh, so that it to could, make it safe so that it could destroy kids safer face, kids face. Safely. yeah yes. that's good that's important so it bounces off their faces yes. and they can still be standing at the- <laughs> yes. at one point they had masks and stuff but anyway so um uh, I this whole human football thing started um, about five years ago. I was sitting in my kitchen, um, just scrolling through Facebook, and I saw this video of a bunch of old people playing uh, a version of this game. I don't know if it was a backyard. I don't know what it was. And I'm like, 
damn, this looks fun. I want to play this thing. Uh, my dad was living with me at the time, and we're like, let's build one of these for a backyard. Uh, we never built for a backyard, but uh, I was part of an international um, organization. Uh, it's called International Friendship, and they uh, reach out to you know people who who English uh, English is second language, like myself, mm -hmm. uh, to to help them to kind of get acquainted to the town, and you know. Um, they use the Bible to learn English and all that stuff. And I'm like, there's a fall festival coming up. How about I'll provide the materials, I'll, create, I'll, I'll volunteer the, the hours to build this thing. I'm going to bring this game if you guys are okay with it. Uh, the funny thing is they, they weren't so um, into it because um, a lot of the uh, students that were part of the organization are Chinese. And uh, there was a conflict between space because of badminton. We figured out a way to make it happen, and um, this game, uh, the badminton was empty, and human football was full. Like you know, people were playing this thing, and people had a really, really good time uh, the whole time. And I'm like, huh, this is interesting. Around the same time, um, I had friends who were struggling with cancer, and you know, paid the bills and all that stuff. So I'm like, what if we do a fundraiser, uh, fundraiser game with this fundraiser tournament with this game that we kind of venting um, for you guys and sure enough we did it and people loved it and uh, I did a bunch of those and uh, eventually I, I uh, did some research and I'm like there are people playing this thing all over the US uh, it was not it, it was not really big but there are more people playing in other places but pretty much everybody who's playing they did what I did you gotta you gotta figure out how to build this thing and you got to figure out the game rules. You got to figure everything out. Um, and I'm like, what if I built it and I sold the equipment? You know, so, so that's kind of how the idea for the business started. Um, and the other part of that was, what if I organize all these people who are playing this into like a national league? What if it can make a new sport? You know, so, so that's kind of how the whole idea for a business started. So the game didn't start as a business; it started just. Let's play this, and then let me help uh, people. Uh, but then eventually, that was the idea that uh, triggered to make it into what today is WeFoos. Um, though uh, along the way, um, and I'm sure we're going to get into this later, but uh, I had some. Th there were some uh, some bumps on the road, and uh, I ended up shifting to just kind of do uh, kind of what we're doing now, which is just events right here in Gainesville, kind of a proof of concept. And once we do. Once we get to a point that it makes sense, then we can try to start replicating or something like that. Uh, but the, the idea for the business started with, let's sell the equipment and create leagues. Dang. So, so I mean, where was the hiccup with that? I mean, is the equipment just super hard to, to manufacture or? Yeah, well, I have zero experience in I was gonna say manufacturing, but really in business. Uh, my background is all, um, I've been, I just kinda help people. Like uh, the, the um, work that I've done has been some graphic design work and stuff like that, but uh, uh, nothing that like was business related. And I just, I, I, um, I think I focused too much on the wrong thing. So if I were to go back and tell myself, hey, like, Let's t start this over. Uh, I would probably say, like, just get your. Uh, it's a simple, uh, the most, the simplest MVP, and get this thing to run. Uh, I spent too much time focusing on details and stuff like that. And um, and again, um, 
I th- yeah, it, it, and then there's just the part that uh, if I had a, a closer mentor, maybe I was watching, I was seeing one of your posts on social media recently and talking about being a mentor, and I'm like, if I had one of those early <laughs> on, I probably would have been a different place today. Um, but I so so it, it's just it. it I, I could never push it away to, to the point that uh, I would start selling it. So like, and I never was comfortable enough with equipment. Uh, my my goal was two people set it up in thirty minutes, um, and it was taking us three hours. Yeah, you know. So, it, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you started you started it when in sixteen? Uh, the business started in sixteen. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but like that, but that first event was, was twenty fourteen. Actually, twenty fourteen. Yeah, yeah. So so like it's been a from long time. from the time that that happened to actually starting a business, it was a couple of years. Yeah. Um. So I mean, where I guess in 2016 when you decided to turn this into a business, mm-hmm. like what were like what were the first steps? Like what were the things that were going through your mind? I mean, were you? I guess you know, were you were you just going out and trying to get more of the events at that time, right. or were you like, all right, like let me? No, who, who I, was your customer? I guess right. you know, I'm. Yeah, and, and that was um, I went too hard after the. And goal, uh, and uh, before I got, uh, which was the National Human Football League. Okay, um, and I was pursuing that without creating a little community, you know, like with who were playing. Um, so my my goal was all I was all focused on that. Anything that did not work like that it was just uh, it was just you know. Uh, this is not this is not what I want to do. And as a matter of fact, uh, to, to be completely honest, I never intended to do the let me call it the rental, like the the, the bounce house ish kind of thing. That I come set up for an event, we have some fun, and you know, it was always it, it was never meant to just be in in one place like it is now. Um, and uh, so I tried to create leagues, and and, and maybe marketing wasn't. I, I I need to stop and really uh, put things together. But uh, marketing, we uh, we didn't push uh, quite right. I burned uh, uh, my my go-to uh, uh, method was let me burn through my friends and help you know get them to help me. Uh, but uh, I had already burned them for long enough before even like the business started. So. Uh, by the time that uh, I started going to that route, I didn't have, uh, people were kind of done with it. Um, people were just helping, you know. And I didn't have an experience with uh, hiring staff and all of that stuff. So uh, I would say that um, one of the biggest things that uh, hurt it going to where it was gonna go was uh, not hiring the, the people and you know to kind of push things to go to where you need to go um it was just that one man show and here's i was trying i was uh in charge of manufacturing uh like literally with a with a saw in hand and mm-hmm. you know all of that stuff and like putting everything together i cannot weld but uh, just about everything else uh, these two hands touched <laughs> and um from uh, design to you know putting things together and stuff like that 
for, for people who don't who are listening who might not know what this is like oh, yeah. you really need to go and just like google it and look at a picture um maybe we can throw a picture up so we can just show tell me about it real quick. Yeah, how many yeah, people, how many people yeah, play yeah. at a time yeah i just i just realized yeah as I you mean, asked me i was like wait maybe people have an idea what the heck yeah, I mean, yeah it is it is like a foosball table like okay but for humans <laughs> Right. So, 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 yeah, so without so getting like into the minutia of the rules, so like I'm imagining this this huge like open space, and then you're like, it, you're stationary essentially. Yeah. So the 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 gist of it is you're in an enclosure, so there are walls all around. Um, so the size is roughly 20 by 35 feet, and then um, there are pipes that go across, and in those pipes are sleeves that you hold on to, and those sli- those slide together, okay. side to side. So you're holding on to something, and you can only move Laterally, left and right. Yeah. Yes, uh, and if you have two to three people on the same roll as you, all of you gotta move together. So because you're all holding on to the same yeah. uh, pipes, the same sleeve, and then you throw a soccer ball in there, and you're trying to kick the ball in the goal, you know, pass the ball and whatnot. Um, and uh, but you got to stay holding on to your sleeve, right. onto the bar, you know, just like if you were playing foosball. You don't get to actually like spin around, right? Well, I, I actually have done that. upgrades, <laughs> upgrades. Because <laughs> I'm the guy that plays foosball, and I'm like, like spinning, spinning the handles, you know. Yeah. So just like foosball, you have so on one side you have the goalie. Uh, it's facing like you know, his team, and then the other team is facing the other way. So the other offense is in front of the goalie, and then behind that guy, or you know, behind that row, you have your team's uh, midfield, which is facing the goal that you're attacking. You know, so people are just alternating uh, the direction they're looking at. Um, and on the spinning th- thing, yeah, like uh, my equipment, I, I built it so that 600 pounds, like so two, three people who are 200 pounds can easily just hang on it and, you know, and, and not That's break crazy, the thing. Yeah. So, so how many people are playing at once? We can have, uh, so a typical game is between five and eight. Uh, okay. Six, seven is like the, the ideal number. Each side, right? Each side, okay. yeah, sorry. Yeah, so 12 to 14 is the ideal number, but we can have uh, all the way from s- six total, so three on a side, uh, with a new format that I've uh, developed. Uh, so essentially, uh, a team only has two roles. So you have the goalie and the offense. You don't have the midfield. Uh, with that, you can have three, and it's fun. Uh, you could have two, but it's just not fun. Uh, you know, the goalie <laughs> and offense. You, you kind of want to have more than one person per role because that's that's really what makes the game fun uh, when you like dragging people with you. Yeah. Um, and uh, so all the way from three on a side to eight on a side. So six to sixteen total. Is is the range depending on uh, the group that you that you depend on the size of your group and how many games you guys want to play and all that stuff. Yeah, um, you know I I want to be like transparent with our audience, right? And mm-hmm. I know that you were uh, a little a little hesitant about you know the amount of value that you could bring to our audience. And I told you I'm like, dude, don't worry about it because I just know that once we start diving into your story, that there's going to be a lot of lessons, right? And, and I want this. I want that to be a lesson in itself. Like, if people get invited to the podcast, like, like come on and like tell tell your truth, tell your story, you know. Um, and and you know, I'm sitting here listening, and I'm like thinking about the lessons that you've already brought to the table. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've written them down. One, like, create community, right? Like, you had this big vision, and and you know, sure, like, it, it, you want to go from zero to a hundred so fast, but the truth is. Mm-hmm. Lesson number two, we gotta be patient, we gotta stay stay focused, stay determined, but 
like going back to lesson one, hey, you gotta create community. You already talked about the importance of, you know, having a, a you know, a mentor, a mentor would be great, <laughs> right? right? So that way you could learn the, so I mean, I'm like sitting here in marketing, you're like, oh, I could have marketed this better, you know? <laughs> I'm just like thinking to myself, dude, we're gonna, there's gonna be so many lessons right here um, just just through this. So, and I know that, you know, you told me that you are going through a little bit of a transition, uh, a little bit of struggle, you know, so, so, Talk to me about that. Like, where where is the business at today? What are what are the challenges that you're facing? Um, and let's see what we can do to help. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. As as I as you brought it up, I like I was really really lucky to be here because it's like this is not so this is not very <laughs> successful right now. So what are people gonna get out of this? You know, like why you know. Uh, so I'm I'm that, hoping that just in in uh, being able to tell about my screw ups, someone would be able to be like, okay, I can learn something. Yeah, and I know it's not necessarily fun for people to get on here and like talk about the screw ups, you know, and I, I often reflect even to like, you know, when we had Kristen Kozelski on and she mm-hmm. talked about depression and like some of the, thi- I mean, guys, it's like this is like real life and like the if any, the thing is, and, and whether you know this or not, like I know that so many of the businessmen and women that are listening to this podcast, We've all been through (laughs) some challenge or struggle. I mean, I know it's nice to post up. uh, Oh my gosh, we were just featured on the Alexa blog this week. You know, I know, like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think everybody wants to. I mean, of course, like, I want to show the great stuff that's happening, and I'm going to do that way more often than I'm going to talk about like the terrible things that are happening within my business, right? But and that and. That's just the truth. Like, I actually feel like more than others, I actually will post some of the mm-hmm. negative and the challenge and the hardships. Um, but one of the things I definitely want to make sure that this podcast does is is being realistic to what is entrepreneurship because I do not want everybody to think that it's this great and glorious picture. I love it, and I know a lot. I know people who are true entrepreneurs love it, but it's hard as hell. Mm. Like, it's hard. It's the most challenging, but most rewarding thing I've ever done in my entire life, right? So I just want people, you know, I, I just know that so many people can, you know, I can start listing off my failures right now, <laughs> you know what I mean? And everybody can completely empathize with it because right. we all go through it. And if any entrepreneur is like, oh no, like we went, you know, from zero to 100 and been super successful and have had no hardships along the way, they're full of but it's just easier to do that once you went over it I, I, I keep waiting like okay let me go over this hump and then I'm gonna go share with people you know so it's just easier like that than when you see in the middle when you see in the middle of it, it it's it's much more vulnerable and for you know people who don't like to be vulnerable to start with it, it just makes it interesting yeah uh, but that. yeah but uh but I appreciate. I mean, I'm sure that I hope that someone who is going through, you know, some, some something similar, that they can get something out of this. So uh, well, I'm yeah. sure they will. Yeah. So tell us about it, man. Yeah. What's so um, part of what's going on now is um, well, an interesting thing is I started the so I officially went into WeFoos uh, on June 1st, 2016, June 2nd, 2016. My second daughter was born. Uh, so Lily, uh, she's three now, and um, so it's been like very interesting, like you know that 
to become to, to to have that second child at the same time that this is going on. So that that has been part of the challenge, you know, being a being a dad and all that stuff. Which um, I, I I see people who are eighty years old who are uber successful, and you say, what's something that you regretted in life? And it's like I didn't spend more time with my family, and uh, I, and I hear this over and over again. I'm like, I'm not gonna let that be, you know, like I'm not gonna let that let uh, that's not gonna be my reality. Mm-hmm. So that has been. Um, so I would say, like, just the time with family has been something that um, uh, sometimes is tough to balance. Um, but uh, we, uh, I pretty much never. So I paid myself nine hundred dollars in three years. Um, and I spent way over, you know, probably a hundred times that <laughs> in that same amount of time. So um, eventually, just kind of, uh, we ran out of. Uh, I, I wouldn't say we ran out of. I'm not in debt, thank God. Like I, and and that's and that maybe was part of my my one of the mistakes. Uh, that uh, I never got a loan to like really you know do this, so, but uh, it's been uh, the whole thing. I probably have now the credit card has like eight hundred dollars, you know, or a couple thousand dollars. It's 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 nothing. If I if I were to say this is over, I could pay it off and you know uh, go away without a debt. So um, and. Um, so I would say that that's part of it. That uh, eventually you you grind and you grind and you grind and you don't see uh, and your wife uh, does not see you know money coming in mm-hmm. and uh, here we are here I am like um, you know as much as I said I want to give time to my kids and stuff. Um, if if you're trying to start a business, I mean you will miss things. And here I am missing this, missing that, missing that, and there's no money coming in. Uh, so that became a point of conflict. Um, so uh, earlier this year, I I went back to becoming. So I went back to get a job, um, and uh, and more recently, the way things are now is and. I don't know how bad this is to say in public, but anyway, I'll say it anyway. Uh, so the uh, human football is now on a, I would call it the, like a maintenance mode, just like marinating. So the way it is, is if anybody contacts me, I'm going to check the calendar and if it's open, it's game on. Uh, otherwise, I'm not going too hard after it anymore. The way it's, it is, right? It's like now. a side hustle now. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's and it's just, it's just I'm just taking a, a soft break from it. Um, did you ever think about taking on a partner or anything? I did, uh, I, and I have, and that's the other thing that uh, um, it would have been different. Uh, I, I believe uh, had I had the partner, um, and I, I don't know. How do you find a partner? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I uh, yeah, I, I, I've, you know, without without college connections and stuff. Because if if you if you go to college here, you know, like, uh, with with your classmates, you always have the connection. Hey, mm-hmm. you, the two of us have this thing going on. Um, my connections have all been uh, in the nonprofit, church, and all that stuff sector, and people were just. You're like me, uh, you know. Money is evil, you know. <laughs> so um, that 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 was more my circle, and 
Yes. So I started. I started this, and as I look back, this is this has been a glorified, uh, glorified hobby. Uh, you know, not necessarily business because of just that. I want to use this thing to help. You know, so it started to help people, and the whole. Um, thing about uh, the profits and whatnot going through a cause it's it's there but it's really coming out of my pocket you know so like okay so because we have money set aside for that so it's just it's just that my my whole mentality has been uh, growing up has been uh, you know, I was like a church rat, a church, you know, cockroach, like everything. Uh, you could see me almost every day of the week in there between uh, activities. I was part of theater, dance, mime, uh, choir, like I was part of all kinds of stuff growing up until pretty old, actually. Um, and uh, so that has been my circle this whole time. And when I stepped out of that, um, everything just became very foreign to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought that I was going to be, I thought by now I was going to be a full-time missionary, like in the jungles of Ghana or something like that, you know? So th- th- that's kind of where I thought uh, life uh, I would be now. Um, so all that to say that the business world is, 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 even though I've been in it for a couple of years, it's still a little bit, uh, you know, new to me if, if, you, if you will because I didn't grow up like trading things or anything like that so there's uh so many places so <laughs> many places to dive in right um because I mean there's just a million things that I could that I could talk about but I mean I kind of want to circle back to the partnership stuff because I think you know it's funny you asked like how do you find a partner and I think it's a, a great question I'm thinking about our audience somebody's out there thinking about mm-hmm. how to find a partner um, and I'm sure there's a multitude of different ways, but if I was going to do this, um, I would try one, I would seek out somebody who has the complete opposite skill set that I have, right? That, you know, where I'm like, if I'm like the best salesperson, <laughs> then I want somebody who is like really, org- you know, my strength, like I'm not the most organized person on the planet. like you know, having somebody who does the administrative side, that kind of stuff. I've talked about it multiple times before. Um, Like that's, you know, that's what I would want. Somebody who's really focused on that. You know, if you're strong at numbers, then having somebody who's focused on, you know, the, the team building or like whatever it is, just opposite strengths, I think is key. And, and I think that you can, you know, for those of you that are listening, like how to find a partner, I would say just just networking. I mean, getting out and really trying to build as many relationships as you can through, whether it's chamber events or you know you know start, you know startup GNV that like they put on a, a ton of events and right. are encouraging these like you know um, you, you know just these startup <laughs> rallies if you mm-hmm. will startup weekends and all these kind of things, um, which I think are a great place just to build relationships and and maybe find a co-founder. Um, you know, so so I think that that's a, that's an interesting thing because I start to wonder. I'm like, all right, like, what if you did, you know, what if you did have a partner in this? Like, this was a great this is a great idea. Um, you know, where where do you think you're not the the strongest? I mean, were you looking at these numbers? Because I mean, when I hear you say you took nine hundred dollars home over three years, you know, I'm like, ouch, like that <laughs> that definitely that, that's hard. Um, and I know that your wife is probably like <laughs> your poor wife, uh, you know, so she's put up with a lot. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and shout out to all the wives and, and husbands for that yeah, matter, right. you know, that 
have a spouse as a, you know, as an entrepreneur because it's, I always tell people that I'm blessed that Shannon knew me, like was dating me before I started the business because I don't, I think that's one of the, the, that's one of the key reasons why I've been so successful is that she's been there from the very, very, very beginning and has seen me go through, you know, the the hell of a roller coaster this has been. so shout out to all the spouses out there. Yes, yes absolutely. So um, yeah, the July month when uh, uh, we had all the spouses together, mm. that's that was like, oh, that's probably very interesting to you know yeah. to, to have a business with your spouse. Oh sure. yeah, yeah. yeah. My, Shannon would never work with me. <laughs> neither neither so. would Heidi. Yeah, we've tried. Uh, so Heidi's my wife, and we've tried, and yeah, we just. <laughs> we're not business compatible. So, so were you looking at, like, were you looking and studying the numbers? I mean, what, I guess what was going through your mind after, after year one, like how much had you done in sales and how much, you know, was there any profit? Yes. Was, yeah. So, um, uh, my, um, I'd say my strength and the things that I like excite me and get me going is the creating uh, side of things. So yeah. the creating the product, creating the game, creating the league, creating the tournament, crea- you know, organize, you know, cre- doing all of that. Uh, I was just focused on that, you know, uh, way too much probably, and uh, not looking too too much at numbers. So there, there you go. So to to say like, what your partner? Um, yeah. So the. I, I I would I would say that uh, this like we've made something that's that's a lot a lot of fun like people like I had we had some games at Luby uh, Batfast well, I was gonna say this weekend but you know four yeah, weeks yeah. ago whatever. <laughs> um, and we started uh, so the the festival started at 10 a.m. and and at five and we had our first game right around 10. And it was back to back to back to back to back to back to back until five, yeah. like non nonstop. We had no break, you know. Like my, I uh, I was on the mic, and because because I do a bit of a, a game calling during the game. That's great. I don't I don't think <laughs> you did. I don't. Play. Yeah, I don't think you. We, I did that. No, no, because at family church when you played, it was it was a very different way that I set up. I pretty much never set up and walk away. I that, that's not what I do. Um, so we're there with the mic doing like a play by play and you know <laughs> making fun of people and all that stuff and uh, people you know it's 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 so energizing to be there and then people are laughing and people are shouting you know it's it's really cool but anyway so we did, we, we have a product like people it's it's a it's a lot of fun it's it's a, it's a ton of fun um both for the people who are playing and for the people who are watching yeah um well and and I we know bring music and all of the stuff so did you charge for that event for a family, I did. For yeah, I did. The, the bat fest that you're talking about. For the somewhat. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, think I, I we started with them without. So this was. A, I'm sorry to cut you off, but this was the third year, and the first year we didn't charge at all, and then last year charged a little bit, and then this year a little bit again. So it was kind of a sponsorship kind of thing. Okay. Um, which I'm not supposed to be doing anymore. <laughs> but here I am still doing somewhat for you. I know, and you know, it, it's super hard because I know that you have such a giving heart, you know what I mean? And, I, and I've seen that in you since the day that I met you. Um, and I know, and I also know like, 
that there's a ton of deserving causes, right? And it's and it, it it's hard because it's a balance, right? right. Like <laughs> I could give away my dealership yeah. to support, uh, you know, a a cause, right? But if I do that, then like I won't have anything next year to get mm-hmm. or the year after. And so it's it's a balance. And, uh, you know, I I love I love the nonprofits and the, the you know, all the or just the heartfelt organizations that are doing incredible things. But, um, you know, I, I just want you to. I want I want you to be able to provide for a lot longer. You right. know what I mean. And if you're always doing events at no cost, um, you know it's it's a very difficult thing to do. And and I also know that like if you do it once, they're gonna come back again and again and again and again. Like I don't want like the nonprofits like looking at me being being like Colin, what are you talking? You know like because. Because we give so much, I give so much of my time. I'm doing an event tomorrow, giving my time. You know, whether it's time, money, products, like, you know, we do it so much. But it's de- right. it's definitely a balance, and I think that's where you know, as an entrepreneur, you definitely have to like budget. You have to look and look right. at those numbers and really set a an amount. You know, because I this is how big I know your heart is. Is like I'm looking here and I'm like. You know, you donate ten percent of your revenue to charity and cancer research. Twenty five percent, huh? Twenty five percent of profits. Okay, yeah. so this says ten percent. So you said where'd 20, you find that? Uh, I don't know. It was on LinkedIn. So. Seriously? Oops. Okay, so update. So twenty five percent. So maybe you should bring it back down to ten. Maybe it's not sounding so bad. You know, like I mean, I'm just look the, on the LinkedIn. Yeah, the I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. No, you're good. I'm like, you're good, man. Um, let slip. Okay. You know, I, yeah, and I love, I love that. I love that your heart's that big. I mean, because I feel, I feel like I'm very much the same way. Like we, we're constant. Again, we're constantly looking at, you know, the and support several different organizations. We're doing something for. Well, it's hard to say no. I mean, we get approached by so many. I like, I daily inboxes no. full of solicitations for fundraising events, student groups, uh, safety initiatives, all kinds of stuff. And it's just like, if you say yes to everybody, you've got nothing left. Right. You got a team to support, you've got whatever, you know, bills to pay. Um, and it just gets so hard because you've got to say no to somebody and it's not that you don't believe in their cause or believe in them as a person or want to help their business and that's why I started saying okay let me give you time I can't give you money I can't give you product but I, I'm happy to give you time if I can but yeah. just anything you know if it's volunteer hours well, to help and, you set up or what you know just. and they know that they, like they un, they understand that right so but I think what's super hard right. is saying no right. right like that's what's so hard and I mean the fact that you know you're like 25% of the revenue is going to these these causes, I mean, you you have nothing left. You have, no, no, you have nothing left for yourself, for your family, yeah, which, or to keep uh, the business, or yeah, to which, keep the business going. Yeah, which again, the the money was not even coming from the business necessarily. Like it, it was more of a you know kind of, uh, but it was a so it was ten percent of revenue, and I'm like, well, this thing is I don't know how profitable this is, so. Uh, I'm gonna move 25 percent of profits. Okay. So it's a little bit different. Um, the, way to look at it yeah um my point being was that you have a you have a big heart and you're doing these things yeah you know you're doing this because because of how generous you are and i i don't want you to continue to be 
super generous, but I, like, <laughs> be more selfish. But, I, but I want you, <laughs> I want you to be in business. Right. You know what I mean? And if you end up giving the business away, like, you know, there's not, you're not going to have that opportunity mm-hmm. anymore in the future. Right. You know, so it's, it's just a balance. Um, have you said that I haven't, um, done quite as much of that this year. Um, this, so this year in a way the business was pretty much profitable, uh, you know, for, for the first time though, there was not a lot of income, um, you know, um, but because I just removed a ton of expenses, you know, the, the income was roughly the same, but the expenses, you know, went away cause I stopped inventing things. I stopped coming up with new uh, crap, uh, and, you know, and giving up so many, so like if it, in the first year, I did events in which not only did I not get paid, but I paid to be there, and then I paid staff on top of that. Uh, you know, so uh, yeah, so I'm learning my lesson. I'm a little bit slow, but uh, I'm 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 learning. Well, and and I feel <laughs> more like selfish. I understand that, especially with like expenses and stuff, like cutting back on expenses. I think that's a great way to to stop any you know any bleeding, (laughs) they got holes in a boat, like that's a great way of plugging them up. But like the one thing that, that I know is that, is that sales, like the income, that, that's, Mm -hmm. that's the insurance for me. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, we'll be in business as long as we continue to sell, whether it's our services, our products, um, you know, so like that's such an, an, an important piece. And I think a lot of times people just naturally Go to go to the expenses. All right, where can we cut back? Where can we cut back? Where can we cut mm-hmm. back? I'm like, okay, where can we make more money? Where can mm-hmm. we make more money? Where can we make more money? Right, no, absolutely. And, and um, you know, I think that's that's an important like thought process um, for like for me. I'm like I'm sitting here thinking. I'm like, I, you know, I think this is just such such a great lesson for for so many people. And I and I want and I want to like like if this is something that you really want to see continue for a very long time, like I really want to use this platform as an opportunity to help you. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether that is finding a partner, whether that is uh, finding a mentor, you know, I talked about mentorship, um, you know, and a lot of people ask the same thing about mentorship. How do you find, how do I find a partner? How do I find a mentor? I think it's very much the same way. Like finding finding somebody who has has done it and and asking. I was gonna say it starts with the ask. A lot of times is that people have to know that you're looking for that, or you have to be able to walk up to somebody and and say, hey, you know, I'm looking for a mentor. Would you have any interest in doing it, or whatever that may be? But, I got an email. I got an email last night from a couple of college students who are starting a business, and they said that they want to meet with as many entrepreneurs as they can before they pitch at this competition, um, and just seek feedback and everything. And it was like. So, you know, we just want to know, can we take you out to coffee? Can we take you out to lunch? We'd really appreciate your time if you can make it. If not, completely understand. I mean, I'm sure that they're sending that email to a thousand people. <laughs> I'm one of the, I'm, I'm the one that's gonna say yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, not everybody's going to. And I think it's very much the same way with, with mentorship is, you know, is, is actively uh, asking and, and seeking. Um, so where, so I guess like let's have that conversation a little bit. Like, okay. do you do you want to see this thing like live on, or do you want it to just be a side hustle? Oh. Do you want a partner? Do you, like what? Like what's going through your mind? So what's as we going prepare on? to go into twenty twenty? Yeah. So so okay. So the, the, okay. So on. All right. Let me ask this and answer this in two parts. So um, what is what are we doing now? 
is something I never wanted to do. Like to do to become a glorified mouse house, I never wanted to be what we are now. So, um, and I think that's part of what uh, has sucked up sucked out the energy uh, mm-hmm. out of me because I'm like, I don't want to be doing this because you're like, not passionate this about bounce it. house thing. Sure, you know. Um, Nothing, nothing against people who have bounce houses, you know, like it's, it's great. You, you probably get, make good money with it. Um, um, but, uh, so, um, it, we've talked about a little, uh, we chatted, uh, about the, um, Rob, Rob Kiyosaki cash flow quadrant. Yeah. And in that book, um, the so Rob Kiyosaki says that uh, most so ten percent of the ninety percent of the business will fail in the first five years because runs out of money, and then out of the remaining ten percent, ninety percent of those will fail with, within the next five years because you run out of energy, you know, run out of gas kind of thing, and I'm like, I think I could kind of say that I survived the money thing. But I'm like, the energy is, it's kind of what's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, so this break uh, that I'm taking, uh, this soft break, is, is so, so that I can find that the energy again, um, you know, the drive uh, to get this thing to go back to, you know, let's, let's become essentially like a spike ball. Have you guys played spike ball? Yeah. Have you seen that? So I think that we started about the same time. Very different thing, because the, the spike ball is a, um, you know, it's 50 bucks to buy a set, uh, but it's only four people. And uh, there are some things that um, human football is better than spike balls. And obviously there are a lot of things that spike balls better than human football. Um, I don't even know. If, I don't know if I jumble all that. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> have, and, you th- have you thought about contacting like the, the, the guys who created spike ball? Yeah. And, I mean, cause they're a big thing. Like they do the tournaments. Mm-hmm. Right, they built yes. a community. Yes. Like, have you thought about reaching out hey. to somebody like that and say, "Hey, like, I would love to pick your brain." I mean, they they might say no. They might yeah, have the time. It's, it's way overdue for me to do that. Uh, I I thought about it, but I never actually acted on it. So uh, shame on you. Shame on me for that. But no, uh, I, I just, it's, no, no, it's no, not no, shame it, on you. It's, it's it, but I think it is a very important lesson for our entire audience. Mm-hmm. Like, you are not going to get unless you ask. I mean, right, John Dar said yeah, that even, Dar, yeah. you know, and he's like, he's like, you have to ask. You have to ask for the business. You have to ask, like. Who, who, who was your guest here who kind of did the same thing? Like, she's like, I I, I deserve this award. Kim. Oh yeah, yeah, Kim, Kim Kalp. Yeah, there you go, so. She talks, like yeah. one of her things is talking about like, raise your hand. Right, yeah, like, I sent her hey. a message after that. I was like, I learned a lot from that podcast, yeah. from cool. that episode, so. Whatever number it was, maybe you can throw it on the screen so that people can listen to it. Yeah, Whatever. no, it's it's a anyway, good episode. So, um, but but you have to be willing to act, like. It's funny, you, uh, Jia Jang, who is somebody that I have had the opportunity to connect with uh, through through social media. I haven't met him in person, but we've had a couple conversations, and you know he um, created a a book that was all about rejection and like he would that he feared the rejection and he went through basically all of it he basically like created this plan to become rejection proof (laughs) and was like i'm just gonna go up and ask people things in order to get a no he's Mm -hmm. like oh so he saw a police officer and was like hey can i like sit in your car and like turn the siren on (laughs) and like expecting to get a no and then we get like a yes 
<laughs> and then went into like a Krispy Kreme donuts and like this is like a very viral video on the internet and said hey it was like during the Olympic time said hey like when you give me my donuts can you like make them look like the Olympic rings like for my <laughs> for my donut order and like this this business, because Krispy Kreme Donuts like bent over backwards to like make this happen for this guy, all all because he asked, and and through that process of doing things where he thought he was going to get a huge no, he ended up getting a, you know, he ended up getting these yeses, mm-hmm. <laughs> knock on some random door. Hey, can I like play soccer in your backyard? And, and, he, you- and then he like filmed these things happening, and people be like, the, the guy would answer the door and be like, um, okay. <laughs> you know, but he just he just found like you're you're not gonna know whether the answer is yes unless you're willing to put yourself out there and ask. And we fear the rejection so much. We fear the no. Like we fear the no so so much. Mm-hmm. And so like whether it's asking for for a mentor or asking for the business or like I mean we just gotta ask. Right. Yeah. And uh, so the part B to that uh, to that answer is. Uh, I'm thinking that 2020 would be the year to be like, okay, I'm gonna focus on Dan. Like, what what do I need to do to become to improve myself and to be able to go through rejections and to be able to go through whatever. Like, you know, so um, just trying to uh, fix myself. You know, not literally <laughs> uh, this upcoming year. But uh, so and hopefully out of that, you know, so we're gonna be able to go through some stuff like that. Okay, but so like this what is really good suggestions. I mean, what's on your, so as you're looking at 2020, I mean, what are the steps that you think you're gonna be taking? Excuse me. Um, I think that, the, well, the, the rejection is a big part of it, just being able to um, be okay with um, just, you know, I guess I guess you just said it like you know to get to get the rejection thing. So in that encompasses like sales and all that stuff. So uh, just uh, being a little more okay with myself, uh, just kind of appreciating myself. I guess a little more, just being yeah. Um, the twenty five percent. I don't know uh, why LinkedIn is so off, but twenty five percent of the profits actually go to suicide prevention and mental health. Um, and in many ways, that's a cause because really it's myself, you know, like, so I'm struggling with it. So I'm like, well, let me, uh, let me make a big deal about this, you know? So, um, and, but not only myself, like it, it also happened because in 2017, a kid, like a teenager from my church decides to take his life. And I was really involved with, well, I was about to start getting involved with that, uh, with that group, um, it sucks because like the week after I was start I was scheduled to start getting really involved with them, um, and and I just saw how devastated everybody was. And he probably did it because he thought nobody cared about him and all of that stuff. You know, it's he terrible. probably thought he was a burden, all of that. And here we are, everybody who's left behind is like, wow, this is really hurtful. He, you know, yeah, it's uh, we, we want to. We, had we known, we would have helped. You know, of course. kind of thing. So. Um, so that, that, that's kind of what triggered me to be like, okay, this is this is going to be the cause that we're going to go after, um, and you know, I, I I've struggled with that, you know, for for a while too. So as I'm saying, like 2020, I'm hoping it will be for me personally. I think it's going to be a year to kind of like try to invest in myself and um, hopefully 
um, we can have some future updates and you know, so um, that things are going better and all that stuff and uh, people will be able to uh, so a little value to whoever's listening to this uh, that uh, maybe it's worth you know taking time to invest in yourself so we'll see what happens yeah so what what primary primary way or method are you going to invest in yourself um counseling i think it's it's a big part of it um maybe some of these retreats that you go to kind of like just be away for a week or so and you know just kind of see where i don't know the, the um where things could be better uh, but then just reading books like um, about you know just more psychology kind of like you know one of these self-improving kind of books that I've always been like oh this stuff is so lame I don't want <laughs> I'm not going to be dealing with this And but now I'm like well I guess now I see why there's you know um, why people do this you know there's some value to it so yeah. I, I think that's kind of at least for right now, that's the, the roadmap. I'm uh, my goal is to spend the next two months just figuring it out. What the answer to that question essentially is like, what does it look like to for me to figure for, for me to work on in 2020, and then then put it to put into put into action. You know? If there was somebody who was interested in partnering up, mm-hmm. providing mentorship, you want them to reach out to you. Yeah, absolutely, um, and it's really easy to find me. Um, we can put the contacts uh, yeah. in different places, but yeah, absolutely, I would like to um, to get some of that. Um, yeah, cool. What's um, what would you I'm, say? I'm sorry, this this episode is so down. Oh, no, it's so not. Down. I feel like it's, it's, this is you like know, bringing the energy you, down. I actually really appreciate you sharing all that because I, I know, think it's, it's, it definitely plays in a lot of different ways for a lot of people. There's um, there's so many there's so many lessons here, and I knew that that's what would happen. Is you know like you you get on here, you start talking. I never know which direction it's going to go, um, but but I did but I did know that that you were like. I mean, you were transparent with me about some of the some of the challenges that you were facing, and I'm like, dude, like, let's talk about them. Like, let's mm-hmm. let's be real, man. That's what makes it so. That's what makes it so valuable. Is like, there's gonna be plenty of people who can completely empathize with you, and then there's gonna be a lot of people who are like, dude, I like this guy. Like, let's go. Let's 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 we foos it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like and like those are the things that that can happen through mm-hmm. through a platform like this. And again, like going back to the things that I'm thankful for. Like I'm thankful that like we have the opportunity to to provide that kind of the opportunity for somebody else or like or just create that kind of impact um you know i i'm more than willing to offer some of my time and mentorship i mean i am not an expert at all like i i'm constant i'm constantly seeking mentorship from others (laughs) and um you know like but I do have 15 years of experience. I do, like when I hear things that are like from the marketing side or from the building a community side, I think those are things that I've done well. Um, and not only me, but like, I mean, I'll, I'll donate some of Mike's time. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that, I can do I was, that, right? Um, no, like, but like, I, was I mean. Gonna say, you gotta stop giving yourself. Uh, <laughs> and then you're not giving yourself anymore. No, you're giving like, now. You know, um, in, fact, in fact, it's funny that you just said that because I think a lot of times, 
we default to giving money. And when I hear like, whether it's 10% of revenue or 25% of profit, like I hear like, that's a very honorable thing, but I'm like, all right, like why not, why not like remove all of that? And, and at, at this stage of like where you're at in your business, like, okay, maybe, maybe you donate one event a month, right? And you come out and you do just that event for free. Mm-hmm. for some from for some organization or cause right like you like literally budget the the time that you're going to be charitable with so that way we can ensure that hey you have a business that is making money on the other weekends and is or you know the other days of the month and is going to be profitable that way you can ensure that this lives on for a long time and as from a mentor standpoint that's like some that's advice that I'd be like let's figure out ways that we can donate our time versus our actual money so that we have a business and and that we can take some money home for the wife and the kids, right? Mm-hmm. So, because that that family time is just, I mean, it's just super valuable. And, and, you, and you're starting to realize that, right? Because this is taking time away. And it's like, man, like, what can I, what can I do? You know, going back to the cash flow quadrant <laughs> to rich dad, poor dad, you know, like, that, that book, I mean, Cashflow Quadrant, you talk about business, business systems. I mean, you have a business system when you can leave your business for a year and it's operating better without you and putting money in your pocket. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> like, that would be a pretty sweet thing, Gotta right? Because then you could yeah. like travel with your family for an entire year and yep. still have an income. Yep. Like, that would be amazing, <laughs> right? And, and we don't, you know, we don't think, um, about we don't spend enough time really creating the structure and the processes and, and the foundation to support that because I think a lot of the times our even our own heart can get in the way and I can completely empathize with that because I feel like we're very much the same way it's like all right like like I want to support this I'm gonna get you know um, but but I guarantee that if we focus on the foundation and the structure it ensures that our businesses are going to be there for uh, you know are going to be sustainable be there for a very long time to where we'll always be able to donate every single year. Um, and so, you know, that's the, my, yeah. my tip of the day, I guess. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Again, I'm not, I'm not an expert. That's my own personal opinion and feelings on the subject, but you know, it's, it's just that. Yeah. I think the budgeting aspect of that is super important because I can tell you before we used to do that, it's just, you want to say yes to everybody. That's the hard part of saying no is it becomes very much more of a human thing. But if, you, if you've if you got a budget, it's easier to stick to a plan and allocate it and say, you know, unfortunately, no, we're just, we're out of budget, we've already dedicated that. And then it becomes a little bit easier to to say no for yourself, knowing that you're sticking to a plan that you put in place with logic, than the rationality, irrationality of just kind of going willy-nilly with whether you say yes or no, or does it feel right, does it feel not right, that kind of thing. So budget, budgeting that time, uh, to or budgeting that budget, uh, how much you're gonna spend, how much you're gonna spend your time, that kind of thing I think is is critical. I think it's one percent of one million. It's probably better than fifty percent of a thousand. <laughs> probably, yeah. It's <laughs> a, a good way to look at it. Um, what would you say? I mean, in this in this roller coaster of a journey, what would you say has been the biggest lesson for you? Um, as I said, the I think fi- actually I had I had that right here. I was like, they're gonna ask me this. Well, you knew I was going to ask you that? Yes. <laughs> like, wrote it down? Yeah, uh, so... Love the preparation. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, so the... the no, I, I had it written differently. Uh, but uh, I, I think that the... the it's, it's finding that someone to kind of, you know, uh, 
to working with a team. Uh, I think I think that's one big lesson that I, uh, I I held back way too much on that to doing everything myself, um, which kind of goes back to the mentoring and you know the. The, the, the team thing and but I, I would say that even bigger than that I focused a lot on the product because again that's that's my passion that's what mm-hmm. I'm excited about right and uh, both the product both the physical product which is the game itself we've gone through a few versions of it uh, and to this day I still have improvements that I do on it um, and and so both that and the product of here's the event that we put on um, and not enough on sales, you know, on just picking up the, 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 the phone and making calls. Uh, I went through a, a ton of networking events and try to, like, get the exposure that way, but not necessarily, like, let me try to, like, really focus on sales, sales. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would say that, that that's kind of uh, where if, if there's anybody out there who's listening to this and they have this idea and they're really passionate about whatever the, the, the product is, whatever they're, they're doing, whatever the, the mission of the thing is, we gotta think that, you know, at the end of the day, without sales, it's not gonna go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, so I would say that that's kind of the biggest lesson that I need to learn it. From uh, the marketing standpoint, I think this is like, I think this would be awesome as a con, just a content creation play. I mean, simple, simply, I mean, I'm like think I'm trying to picture you and anou- like announcing these, uh, tournaments, or, you know, like out there, like literally announcing it. And I think if you actually created content, like showing that and like showing the individual games and had teams and like, I could see the thumbnails like on YouTube being like this team versus this team. Right. right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then like you have like the game like recorded and you know, and then you're there announcing it. Right. I mean, I could see this absolutely uh, being like, and then like taking the high, I mean, I would turn it into my own mini version of uh, the NFL or you know any other college football, whatever. I mean, I would like pull the highlights from from the video and right. put the highlights on my Instagram. And like, I mean, I could completely brainstorm a ton, <laughs> a ton of cool like content, create ideas, which would, would then only further promote right. and show off what it is you do. Yeah, it's the whole chicken of the egg thing. Uh, like. You, that phrase, I swear. <laughs> that phrase, hear this that phrase comes up so much in my life like, from this guy. Do, guy's do you market first? And then, you know, so do you spend the money into marketing so that it can grow? Or, you know, because without marketing, it can grow. But then without, you know, like without money, you can't, you know, right, right, right. You, you can't pay for marketing kind of thing. So, um, again, I'm going to go back to the time. Like, because I'm guaranteeing you have a phone that has a camera on it, Mm -hmm. right? And I think so many people get super wrapped up into the production value or like I could get a tripod. I could, could, while you're there announcing it, I could hold my phone and record the game. It might not be the best production and it's not gonna be as cool as the drone flying over it. Like Like I get that, right? Um, the Wee blimp. But but I think like if you if you really like carved out a couple hours in in the schedule once a week mm-hmm. and said all right this is when I'm gonna upload this footage I'm gonna upload it to YouTube I'm gonna put this video on YouTube and and then like pull these little clips out and I'm gonna put these particular clips on Instagram you know what I mean like I think just carving out the time you know sure it'd be great to be able to promote it a little bit and put it in front of more eyeballs but I think if you well, I think I know. I know that if you do that consistently, that it will gain more and more traction each mm-hmm. week. It's just it's just being dedicated to right. it, right? Um, 
but again like that's a whole nother rabbit hole i could talk <laughs> yes, i could talk yes. marketing for the next gonna, six hours yeah, another um, of the hour here. but but i think an hour two of the Will podcast <laughs> <laughs> but i just know that like you know there's there's definitely a cool content play there and i think if you gamify it which is what the spike ball people did mm-hmm. right like i don't know i don't know the ins and outs of that story but they built a community and they did tournaments and right. i'm sure there's a ton of video content you know showing mm-hmm. off the tournaments showing off the game whatever um to get people excited about it and it's like dude oh my gosh like what is this like i want to go do this where can i do this at you know and um espn shared some highlights from a tournament the other day that was like this radical play like serious right. spike ball and stuff it was yeah, like wow that's crazy yeah. i mean it's pretty cool to see their their progression i'm like okay i can you know try to you could totally do that if you really wanted to do it you could do it i mean there's cornhole on espn now mm-hmm. yeah there is yeah seriously uh but uh yeah so they uh well on spike ball they, they I, it's really cool to see them grow like once they went to shark tank and just boom how, how much they they've exploded but anyway so but they the, my but, but, issue but, but with we don't that. need to go there like you know i 100 percent agree with you just right here we don't need to we don't need to to reach a hundred million people, yeah, you know, through, you know. Yeah, I just, I mean, I don't want people to think that like, whether it's Shark Tank or, or anything else, that that's like the the escape or the like, None. you know, like that everybody's waiting for that moment, right? Right. Like you right. can build a really great business and build community and build content and you can do that without Shark Tank. Right, <laughs> and, and for, that, for that note, like, Nobody on Shark Tank would take them if they were not if they didn't have traction. Right. Right. So they're already going. So they were already doing yeah. something right. So cool. Um, where can everybody contact you? Yeah, really easy at Human Foosball. Um, on the web website, it's humanfoosball.com, uh, and I think you can misspell it in different ways. Uh, and if you still redirect, I bought a bought a bunch of different domains because people always nice. misspell how to, how to write foosball so just do that or just google human foosball um, w-e-f-o-o-z we foos um, and then definitely going to be the top result um, same thing Facebook um, Instagram I have other accounts that uh, don't get used like Twitter or Snapchat it's all there so okay. it's all waiting for someone who's who's uh, really good at marketing to take advantage <laughs> yeah I know a guy <laughs> um, alright so how would you think this went I think this is great um, I, yeah I'm feeling very um naked right now <laughs> very exposed but I think it's good I think that um, uh, one thing that you know like that I have a hard time with is kind of as I said like we hear people who go through struggle but we they, we only hear once it's already you know behind them mm-hmm. um, and maybe for someone out there there's going to be some value in listening to okay here's where it is and then if they kind of follow what's going on with Bifus or myself and hopefully one day we'll grow and then that could be inspiring or something I don't know yeah. that's but I, I feel uber vulnerable right I now. Think yeah. I, well, and, and I appreciate you being open and and sharing your, the hardships and, and that side of the story and because I, I know it's not an easy thing to do and like, and I, I know because I do it all the time. Like I'm, I'm, you know, again, probably not as much as we should because we try to paint this picture, not like we as in like we, but we as a whole, as a community, as a, right. as entrepreneurs, like, we very much want to show off the good, right? Mm-hmm. We want to be excited about the good, but still, like, you know, when you can be vulnerable and like show the hardships and 
Um, I had a blog post actually once that I wrote that was very, very, very heartfelt. And, and I don't really write to begin with. And so the fact that I even wrote a blog was kind of a miracle in itself. <laughs> um, but like, but I wrote it and, and it like got shared several times, and even with some like pretty big entrepreneurs in the community and people are like this, like this is what it's like. This is the truth, this you is never, the real deal. You never know what people are gonna relate to right. and what they're gonna connect to. And I think that that authenticity and transparency and stuff, there's gonna be somebody, like I connect to stuff, stuff like that on a different level. There's gonna be plenty of listeners that do. So yeah. definitely find a lot of value in that. Yeah, so so thanks for being open and for being willing to share your story. Um, I think there's a ton of lessons and where where I knew like you were all worried about bringing value. I think you brought so much value and I actually actually if there's anything that I worry about is like the, you know the audience being like Colin like you're like you hate <laughs> like, on the nonprofits like, you hate yeah. on the charitable donations you're like tearing, you're like tearing into into story too much and like no like I I knew I knew that you would be willing to discuss it and um and I mean and even when I invited you on, you were telling me that, you know, you're going through some of these hardships and I'm like, dude, if you're open to it, like, let's, let's just talk about it, man. Let's just talk about it. Um, and no, and, and on the nonprofit thing, like, again, you I want to be, know I wanna be yeah. very, very clear <laughs> because I feel like new scooters for less and myself and like, like everything that we're doing is, is very, very, very generous. Um, and I want to be, continue to be very generous. Uh, I just want to ensure that like, we're not giving the businesses away in order to be generous. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it is a balance and does take budgeting. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, uh, don't be upset with anything that I said, <laughs> you know. At Colin Austin, is that where they can find yeah, you? Message, message me directly, please. Uh, no, and um, you know, again, I'm just super grateful. Thank you so much for coming on. World, Gainesville, everybody who listens to this podcast, thank you so much for your support. Going into, going into um, you know, Thanksgiving week, I mean, this is, there's, just a lot to be thankful for, and I can speak for myself and for Michael and for the entire crew here. We are super, super, super thankful for you guys and for your support and everything that you're doing for this podcast. Um, I just get so amped thinking about the future, so thank you from the bottom of my heart. And um, that's it, yeah. last words? I echo all of that. Cool. Uh, thank you for being here, thankful no, thank for our you. listeners. and. Can we, can we leave some of the sadness behind and just do a big wrap up here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the WHOA GNV Podcast. The podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. 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 There it is. <laughs> we'll see you later. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.